0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Mavs podcast. As always, I am your host, Wyatt Huskins, along with Alex Tisopoulos. And Alex, if the last episode we recorded together was a great weekend for DFW fans, yeah, this one was the exact opposite for the Mavs faithful. Just a couple rough to say the least losses to the Bucks and then the Pistons on a whack. Let me reiterate. Whack schedule by the NBA. NBA, what the heck? What the heck? Like you can't you can't give a team two games in less than 24 hours. That's just a little ridiculous. But I digress because this really was just a couple of rough losses. Alex, I, I really don't know what to make of the Bucks loss. We'll start there. Yeah, we we had Giannis, you know, where we wanted him for the most part in the first half. He came alive in the second half, got really hot in the fourth, but then fouled out. And then we just kind of we just kind of lost. I like I said, I don't know how to describe it. How do you think the Mavs lost this game, whether it's free throws or, you know, outside of Luka, not a whole lot of energy or or, or scoring in the fourth quarter. I I really don't know. What do you think caused us to lose lose that game?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty simple to me. It's, it's execution, which you in execution in basketball, you loop in free throws, right? That's also assisted turnover battle. It's also, um, you know, making sure that you defensively rebound well, those are like the three kind of key things that you need to do to execute, to win in a game and I'll say like knocking down quality shots as well. But obviously we know that this team is so three point happy that there will be games where the three point percentage is not there. Um, This wasn't necessarily that, that game I, we didn't shoot abysmally. It's not, we should have won this game. That's, that's the fact of the matter. I mean, absolutely. Like you said, we played Giannis incredibly well defensively in the first half. Um, I, I believe he's the best player on the planet. And so, whether he is or he isn't, he's a top five player. He's a top three player. He's a two-time MVP. He's a world champion. He's going to get his right. It's a, it's a whole, like, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him situation. So you knew he was going to have an impact at some point in the game. The fact that we got that entire first half really without him while he was on the court a lot um, credit to our defense. I think our defense is getting better and better and will continue to improve throughout the regular regular season as it did last year. Um, but Luca missing six free throws from the line. I think you know the Tim three missed free throws in a row after the the Giannis foul out, which is an incredible momentum swinging play. AAC is electric. Everybody feels like we just won the game, but but you still then have to go into execute and actually do it. So uh, to me, it's yes. Should we have called a timeout when we got that defensive rebound with seven seconds left to advance the ball to not lose five seconds? for sure. Should we not once again have run the exact same inbounds play where Luca took a fading to his left 30 footer? Yes. I don't want to harp on that because I think that that was a game where we didn't even need to be in that position. Now we need to work on late game execution, last last shot execution as well. And that's something that coaches will take care of. Um, But it starts elsewhere for me in this loss. And now you know, then we have that really, really quick window to then go to Chicago, play them. We're down Luca. We're down Josh green. We're down maxi Kleba. Um, if anyone wants a display of what the Mavericks personnel is all about, when Luca Doncic number 77 is not on the court, that is the exact reason why we as Mavs fans are, who do we trade? Who do we trade? Who do we trade? How do we get more pieces? How do we get more assets? And, um, that's not a good, not a good bulls team either. Really? They they've not played good basketball this year. They were at full health. Um, and I think when they minus Lonzo, obviously, but that guy's never at full health. So what do yeah, you guys ever, um, uh, I, I think they'll, they'll probably write the ship a little bit and end out and end out the season, um, better than they started for sure. But I don't even really necessarily know like how much else we need to talk about that bulls game. So we're kind of recapping both here. Yeah. We knew we were going to go into Chicago and lose that game. I mean, yeah. you text me, you were like, this is a Charles Barkley lock for an absolute yeah.
1: Guarantee. Yeah.
0: guarantee. I don't know. What, I mean, what else What else did you think? I The one thing about the, the Bulls game that I'll say is I was disappointed that Hardaway had a bad game. And this was one of those games where without Luca, like Spence, need really, him to be great. Spence really really pushed the tempo. He, he got he forced a lot of shots but he also like was the only one that was kind of making shots in the first half who i felt like could create is create something for himself but for as far as like trade value goes this was a game where tim needed to score 30 points yeah uh i um... team who we actually could feasibly be trading to right (laughs)
1: exactly no i mean i i thought in terms of the bucks game actually i'll start with detroit i mean not detroit Chicago. I don't know. I just had a brain fart there Uh, with Chicago. I'll start because it's really quick thoughts for me. I only watched the first half uh, because one UFC card and two, we were down by what? 30 at that point, 40, pretty close to it. Uh, I I knew what what was going to happen. Like I said, that we were going to get blown out. I didn't expect it to happen in the first quarter. I really thought that it would, it would happen in the third. I thought we were going to come out competitive in the first half. And then it was just going to be, you know, we were going to run out of energy after that brutal loss to Milwaukee in the second half. But no, they uh, the team managed to prove me wrong and go ahead and lose in the first quarter, which was pretty. um, I mean, it was disappointing, but like I said, I wasn't surprised. Dinwiddie, this is this was the game that proved to me he should come off the bench
0: Hmm.
1: just because of, like I said, the last two episodes he needs to get his as soon as he's in the game just to get himself comfortable and you know so that he can really believe in, in you know the shots that he's taking and and continue to be aggressive throughout and start the game aggressive yeah if he like we had talked game, about
0: coming in at that 6 minute mark in mm-hmm. the first quarter being the first guy off the bench yep and the directive from kid being just go score spencer just do your just go score thing. yeah
1: because Lucas, that's the directive for Luca right now to start the game is, hey, go get yours and try to get Tim hot. See see if Tim is going to be hot. And if not, then we'll, you know, adjust the rotations a little bit. Probably not that much because, you know, at this juncture, kid is not really changing up any of the rotations, which I, you know, we're more than a quarter of the way through the season. I think that that should be addressed at this point. Not to be a Twitter head coach, but uh, that is something I think should start to change, especially now that we have that many games under our belt. But yeah, like I said, I think this was the example of why spent should come off the bench and not just sit around waiting for the ball in those first six minutes of the game. If he's starting with Luka Doncic, uh, that's really all I have to say about the bulls game, except for the only other thing is Jaden Hardy needs to be on this team full time. Yeah, uh, I don't care how many minutes he's getting in the G league. It could be all 48 and it doesn't matter because this team needs him to play at least 15 minutes off the bench and drive and actually create and draw in the defense to get shooters open. Um, It's just, it's, it's a shame that either the coaching staff or the front office doesn't see it that way. I think that the fans see it that way. And I think that any media that pays legitimate attention to this team sees that we need somebody who can really drive and get his own, um, you know, get, get his own layups and get his own looks, and Jane Hardy is that guy, and I think he's NBA ready. I think even though it was a blowout from the get go of this game, I think that he can do this in a competitive game, especially coming off the bench and facing that bench unit. Yeah. When it comes to the Can I push Bucks back on team, that actually? Absolutely. Absolutely,
0: please. So there's so here's the thing there's only three legends games left in the regular season for them, for the G League team. I don't mind him getting three more games of reps where he is the guy, the go-to guy to con- con- to continue to boost and bolster his confidence, which I think from the, the brief moments we've seen him playing for the Dallas Mavericks, um, he's had, he's had confident moments, but he will get knocked off his confident his confidence at some point when he is playing for the Dallas Mavericks. And I expect that to be this year. I just, the PT is so valuable at, at any level right now for him to just see it on an NBA court, go in. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't mind it. Right. Because then once you get into January, once you get past February and the trade deadline, G league doesn't matter. He's going to be on the roster. We we know he's not going to like, we're not going to drop him. Right. Yeah. We we have his contract. He's already signed. So um, I just think that as much confidence that we can instill within him, because come playoffs and, and right now we wouldn't be making the playoffs, uh, but come playoffs, I expect us to still be there because we have Luca and that confidence is going to be really, really valuable for Jaden because he's going to be in a position where, you know, he he's going to need to contribute. I guess my biggest point is like, it doesn't really matter. Honestly, yeah. right now, like we're so yeah. early in the season. I know we're a quarter of the way through, but like, and and it's been ugly thus far. It was ugly last year at this point too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're, I we're sitting say, here at
0: five hundred now, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty ugly.
1: Yeah, I would say that that just compared to last year, it, what's upsetting about our slow start this year is that Luca isn't off to the slow start that he was last year. That he's, you know, that we're kind of accustomed to him having at the beginning of the season. Yeah, uh, which is just unfortunate. It's just been it's it's been a lot of things actually. It's not just been one thing. It's been a lot of different areas that need to be addressed in terms of Jaden Hardy. You know. I I would say with three games left in the G League, that makes a whole lot of sense. Your point makes a lot of sense. Getting him as much confidence. Um it doesn't diminish becomes... how
0: excited we are about him. And I think that's where for like sure. that's where that comes from, right? Is like we're just excited and we like what he could do. He can put the ball on the deck, which not a lot of Mavericks guys can do. So when we like see three it, guys like, can do <laughs> right. We want more of it. We want more, and we're like, we have this voracious yeah. appetite for it. My my the one other thing that I witnessed when I watched his minutes in the Bulls game, which you know, I had one eye on it and one eye on whatever else I was doing. Obviously, yeah. is he's another ISO scorer. Yes, right? like so, it's not much different in the sense that I, I want to make sure when he gets his touches, even in these garbage time minutes, that our other guys are not stagnant. They're not just watching Jaden do his thing. Correct. Like, that will be our Achilles heel if all we do is watch Spencer, Luca, Christian, and and Jaden. Hopefully, do their thing. Let them quote unquote cook. Right, like. Cause we just need other guys to be moving, cutting, planting their feet, getting their feet ready, like to shoot the three. Like I just, there was a weird, I don't know. Did you see the play where Reggie Bullock like started shooting a three in the corner wide open and passed it back out? That was the epitome of a lack of confidence right there. Uh,
1: I, I, I was in a bar, so I couldn't scream uh, like I wanted to if I was in my own home. Yeah. But I wanted to so bad just cause like, dude, that is your one job. That is your one job, not your one job. Your your job is to defend and make open threes, which he's doing neither at the moment. But when you have such a wide open shot, like that, you can't, no one on this team should ever turn down an open shot. That should be number one in all their minds because Luka is, Luka, he's going to get you open shots. When you have those shots, you cannot turn them down. That is why we lose if you turn down the shots or if you're not confident shooting the ball. When... It's especially evident with Maxi Kleba. I think he's the biggest example of this, of when you are looking for your shot, when you are confident in shooting the ball, you're going to make them more than you miss them, I think. Well, I mean, obviously not with percentages, but the the general idea is if you're confident and you're looking for your shot and you're ready to shoot, then it's going to go your way up to you know where he's supposed to be at. Because I see Maxi right. Kleba as at least above a 35% three point shooter and brings great defense to the team. Yeah. And when he, when he is looking for a shot, like he has been, you know, I, I would say since he came back from injury, since that nasty spill that gave him a a back contusion, I'd say he's been looking for a shot. He's been making them. There were a couple of big misses in that bucks game back to back where he got those two open corner threes that he should have sank at least one of them for sure. Um, but he, he hit know, a couple.
0: He hit a couple in that game. That he hit I, a couple. There was that we're just that one rhythm, catch when mm-hmm. we're swinging it around the horn. You're the open yes. guy. Let it rip. And yeah, that's exactly what you're what you're talking about. I just to, for that game to get away from us against the Bucks when we had the Luca dunk, which was incredible. Incredible. He post like, Drew Holiday, who is it, an it was all NBA defensive all- player.
1: It was the, it was the only thing on my Twitter feed for probably 30 minutes.
0: As it, it was that in the
1: Josh Green reverse dunk. Yeah. That I have no idea how that was a dunk. Like, I have no idea how he was able to get his hand through the hoop there. Like, I, it's just, it, it's that was crazy to me. That was probably more crazy to me than the Luca dunk. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I mean, the Spencer poster at the end of the game, nice. at the end of the game was really yeah. impressive, especially given how well Brooke Lopez operated. Dude, he at- kills us. He's an absolute anchor on the defensive side yeah. for the Bucs. And when he's out there and so is the honest, their paint protection, um, it, it's second to none. And the other – I mean, you are comparing this year to last year. Last year, our defensive rating through the first quarter of the season was good. Yeah. And part of that is because we had KP. Like, I hate to say it, but the guy's a pretty solid rim protector. And right now, obviously, we've talked about this before. Like, Dwight can't do that. And JaVale against a team like the Bucks is essentially unplayable.
1: He's unplayable at any game. Can we can I just want to say, dude, I I hate to be a hater, right? However, I am now the biggest JaVale McGee hater on the planet. I think he's the worst player in the NBA, and I don't think it's particularly close. No. I, I, I mean, like, dude, if you can't stay down like if you if you just can't stay down at any point at any time, then what are you doing on on the floor? Like, I mean, dude, Christian Wood had to push him into the defender he was supposed to be on. I, I don't know if you caught that. He like pushed him into the foul right. and it was like how how did how did McGee not realize that was his man? Like, you know, like he was looking he wasn't even looking at the perimeter. like he wasn't even paying attention to anything else. and see Wood has to push him in like JaVale McGee is maybe the worst signing from this past off season onto a team. To be honest, I, I really hyper-focus on the Mavs, right? So I, I don't get a lot of other NBA. I think it's just um, at this it's point, it's the,
0: the length is really not looking good, right? Oh, because if you him part. for one year, right? Like he actually was pretty effective against the Mavs. I felt like in that Suns Mavs series, mm-hmm. Um, again, of course we're, it's because we didn't have a rim protector, right? That yeah. was post, KP trade and if Maxi is not healthy, then we're really really suffering. and of course in this this Chicago Bulls game, Maxie didn't play um but if you looked at that like 11 game stretch that Luca was out last se- last season, I think it was really important in like the formation of who we were as an identity when we got to the postseason. and the difference between a guy like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie who now after the Chicago Bulls game, I will say, whether this is important, it's not important. This is not an important argument. Mavs fans still are are enjoying talking about it, and non-Mavs fans are enjoying talking about it too because there's a big question mark around who our second-best player is. Yeah, I do believe that it's Spencer Dinwiddie because of what he does for our team. Even when we were down 20 against the Bulls, the guy that was rallying the rest of the troops together, the guy that was really hunting for a bucket, in the paint, because he knew what it meant for us to at least try and get that momentum back on our side with Spencer Dinwiddie. It's not Christian Wood. He doesn't have enough experience in moments like that for a winning culture-type team to know exactly what he needs to look for. Um, But the bummer between Spencer and a guy like Jalen Brunson is just Brunson so much more consistent. Mm -hmm. And as far as guys that execute on the little things, like making your free throws, your assisted turnover, hitting open threes, Jalen Brunson is a pros pro in that category.
1: I think we miss him more than even the team. Like I don't, I don't know if the front office or the coaching staff. Real, I'm sure. I'm sure some of the coaching staff. I know the players miss him a bunch because you could see that when you know we went and played the next. But this team misses him desperately, desperately. Like just to have that, like you said, that solidifying presence. Just to make the free throws, just to go out and get his mid range shot, you know, like it's it's just crazy how bad we miss him and how mad we we need that presence on the floor. And Spencer, I, I would love for him to be that guy. And I agree, he is our second best player with Josh Green being right there. I I would say Josh Green is better than Christian Wood, especially for this team. But God, I mean, there's just some, it just seems like there's something missing, right? Do, do you do you think so? Obviously, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, um, I just don't know. I don't know how we fix it. And that's, that's the thing. Um, cause I, th- again, like in those 11 games that Luca was out last season, I thought Dorian got really aggressive, which was great. It, it completely changed his offensive profile as a player. He like, mm-hmm. he learned how to pump fake off the the catch on the three point line and do like his one, one dribble kind of get up. And he's so long that when he gets to the rim, he could do something. Oftentimes it's dunk, which is great. Um, he had that fantastic put back against the Bucks off the offensive glass. That yes. was just a nice bright, bright spot that popped into my head. Um and Tim, of course, it's just like everyone, Tim, Reggie, Doe, they're so dependent upon if their shot is falling. Yes. Because they don't really offer much else from a variety standpoint on the offensive side that um that consistency is really is really something we're missing with JB. And I just I don't want us to give up our picks um which is the real conundrum right for what Nico has to deal with right now we're just on the we're i think like one loss away from keeping our pick so <laughs> uh, i don't think that's oh, going to happen don't, obviously don't tell
1: me that 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 makes me sad i think <laughs> we're sitting at 11
0: right now and obviously it's a top 10 protected yeah. pick so um but who do we who do we play we play the thunder is that yeah we play the thunder on monday look that should be a win if should Luca's, be Luca's back, you know. Should be a win, and and now I think for this team, it's start beating the teams that you are better than. Got quit to. playing, quit playing down to teams, beat the teams you're better than, and rise up as you typically do against the teams that are you know at the cream of the crop in the NBA. Um, this is a Bucks team that, with Middleton last year, I think would have made it to the finals on the Eastern side. Yeah, and they're a championship contender. A lot of people's preseason no, for pick. Sure. So it would have been a huge win to to knock them off at home. Um, I still think like we are getting that home court advantage, which is great, but it doesn't mean anything like unless we unless we have a good playoff seed, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I think for some of it for us the for the next two and a half months, like a lot of this doesn't really matter unless we make a move.
1: Yeah, I I I did see something today on Twitter um which is always a fun place to be right yeah. but it was it was you know one of the mffls in the you know a bigger account in the community i would say i'm not going to name names cuz that's a little mean but um they were saying that we have to trade we have to trade now don't wait till the d- trade deadline make a move now there's plenty of names in the marketplace and i, I just don't understand that cuz they were also saying go ahead and include the pick like none of these teams that are, you know, buying or selling are prepared to make a move right now. It's always deadlines make deals. That is the phrase that you should always remember in every sport. I, I love that, you know, you you want to get a winning team on the floor right now, but that's just not a possibility. It's not a reality. It's not how you get a good deal done. Uh, it, it, that just seems desperate and teams are going to take advantage of you. I agree we need a trade it just can't be right now. You have to you have to find a way with this team currently constructed to make it to the trade deadline, to make it to the All-Star break. And I think that we can do that. I think that we can find a way to rattle off, you know, 5 wins in a row and you know, play consistent basketball to where we're beating the teams we should beat and we should be competitive against the better teams in the NBA. You know, that brings me back to this Bucks game. Just my final thoughts on it. You know, Giannis got his at the exact perfect time that he needed to get his. He brought them back into that game while he didn't finish the game. He gave them the confidence to finish that game off by bringing them back and giving them a lead in the fourth quarter after they were down by like, I think 10 in the third
0: is about. But for most and, the, for most of
1: it. For most of the third. And, you know, the, the bench unit while they, for the Mavs, I should say, while they didn't play well in the fourth, They did play well in the second without Luka, and I think that's something to build on. I think in a game like that, while it's easy to be frustrated, it's easy to be disappointed in that loss, and you should be. You you should make your free throws. You should have won that game. I think that at the end of the day, we have to take something positive out of it, and that's what I'm taking away from it is that this second unit with Spencer Dinwiddie being confident and leading that second unit and Seawood making shots and Josh Green being Josh Green, although he should be a starter. He should not be in the second unit at this point um it, it's something good it's something it shows that we can take care of business at some point when we get it all figured out I think it's I think it's more mentally than it is you know our our skills on the floor and while they are lacking you know between some players uh, I think that we have the skills to to be a winning team obviously right because we just made that western conference finals run and I think that's the one thing that the one good thing I take away from that game and then looking ahead That I mean, we have to get revenge on that Thunder for that OT loss at the beginning of the season. Like, we we have to win this game. I I don't think there's any other way around it. I don't like to be super panicky and, you know, make very, you know, huge statements like you have to win that game. But you you really do, especially after these two losses.
0: We're on a a three-game home streak here. So we get the Thunder, then we get the Cavs on Wednesday, and then we get the Blazers on Friday.
1: That's going to be a tough game. The Cavs game is going to be a tough game.
0: Cavs, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. The yeah. Blazers, Dame looks like he's healthy again. Yeah. That game against the Nuggets that they had was like peak Dame. He's exactly like what everyone loves Dame for so much, where there's no one there, – there probably isn't anyone better in the NBA than bailing out a possession with like a 25-plus a footer than Damian yep. Lillard. And it just goes in. And you're like, oh, that was a that's a great shot, great great job defense. Oh, shit, damn it! But yeah, he d- he he's did crushed that in-
1: many teams' hearts
0: doing for that for sure. For sure. And Jamal Murray had an awesome answer at the end of that. That was an incredible game. But yeah, starts with the Thunder, build the momentum there, get that first victory, then move on to a really gritty Cavs team, and then the Blazers. While I think they actually are, they're really fun this this season. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they still have some serious woes, and. Luca can exploit a lot of matchups there with Simons with with Lillard. You know, Grant's probably going to be on him most of the game. But if you can get those switches on Nurk, I mean we saw what he did oh, yeah. to Brooke. We saw what he did to Brooke Lopez. As good of a game as he had, that, you know, under a minute layup that he had on him was exactly the reason why yeah. Luca Hunt switches so much.
1: Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. God, he just Brooke Lopez just killed Seawood this game. I, I don't want to keep going back to that. Su- such a sad game, but Ah, uh, it's he's got Seawood's number. It's like this the antithesis of Seawood. He's, he's just so big.
0: He's just so patient.
1: Yeah, too. That he too. never
0: leaves his feet until you until the ball has left your hand. And it's such it, a
1: crazy switch that he's gone from such a great offensive player, and not to say that he's not, but like the offensive leader of the Nets back in the day to like the de- I, I would say the defensive anchor of that Bucks team because I don't think that they can compete defensively without him on the floor like that.
0: Yeah, I think Middleton's still getting into form. Too. Yes. And I think they also, they have the luxury of like a really savvy role player in Pat Connaughton who does mm-hmm. all the dirty work for them. Yep. And is uh, he's a great spot up shooter, not an excellent spot up shooter, but a, but a great spot up shooter. And yeah, I mean, I thought like Drew hit a couple of really clutch buckets that you never really know if it's going to go in with him, right? Like sometimes yeah. <laughs> he's, he's having a good game. He's, have, he's hot. Um, but when Giannis goes out with two and a half minutes left, you, you got to close the door.
1: You gotta close the door. Yeah. I just say that just because I think that Brooke Lopez being such a a shot blocker, that paint presence just allows the the perimeter guys to to be more aggressive, especially like Drew Holiday being such a great defender. It allows him to not worry about the one thing that he could potentially worry about in his game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's something that I really wish the Mavs had on this team. I really wish JaVale McGee wasn't the worst player in the NBA, but it turns out that he is, which is so unfortunate. And uh yeah, I'd
0: I, I'd have to I love our guy Theo, but I think Chavale's better than Theo Pinson.
1: Oh, dude, I'd love to see that one-on-one. I, I, would, well, I would I would pay I think, to see it. I think Theo and I beats think Theo's one-on-one. Winning.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I I think actually, that proves it. I got into a, an interesting conversation with some guys the other day, but like in a men's league, Theo puts up more he's he doesn't put up the least amount of points on this Maverick Mavericks roster. If you just threw him like one game. Two 20 minute halves, men's league, like your typical men's league, um, that's decently competitive. Theo drops 40 every night. I, I agree. Would, I would say Reggie has a tougher time scoring 40 than than Theo does.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. That's not even close. Dude, what really frustrates me about Reggie Ball Brandon, I
0: can barely score like six points. So oh, it's not course, I, yeah.
1: I rough for my ACL a year ago. There's no way I'm dropping any points. Zero. A big old zero on the board for me. I'm not getting a rebound. I may get an assist if somebody's wide open, but I don't know why they would be. Like, I should be the one that's wide open and somebody else would be double teamed. Yeah. Um, I, It's just what really frustrates me about Reggie Bullock is that he did nothing to improve his game, it seems, over the offseason. Well, he's... And he's I, I know he's like got I, a role, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It's tough to... It's tough to ask a guy to do that. When...
1: I don't know but but Dorian clearly does, right? Like like to me Dorian is the peak example of what an NBA player should be of improving your game at least a little bit every single offseason.
0: Sure. And that's what's
1: you his, know like his Dorian athletic... has learned how to dribble.
0: Like he right. had to learn how to dribble. Like that's crazy to me. I think his athletic profile is completely different than Reggie's though. He he coming into the NBA was a a really a really really good athlete. He yeah. always has been since he was at Florida and Reggie has kind of been a, a three and D guy since he was at UNC. And I just, some, sometimes it's guys have limits on what their ceilings are and and where they can get to. And it's Dorian's also like six, eight and Reggie's like six, five. I don't know, man. I, it's just
1: like I would have liked to see some, like just something, like just one thing. It doesn't have to be like dribbling the ball, which, of course, that would have been the dream scenario. as he learned how to dribble the ball? How about a, um, How about
0: him working with Tim on a sidestep pump? Oh, side dude, step. like exactly like something like that. Like just
1: one little thing. Like t- like Tim, obviously, he had the injury, right? Like you have to spend so much time rehabbing for even you know, like especially like a broken foot. Like, you have to spend so much time just getting back to where you were, and I think that's, you know, I think people are going to harp on, you know, we obviously a lot of people were on the cold streak at the the start of the season, and it looks like he's going into another one. Hopefully not. Hopefully he gets it turned around against the Thunder, Um, but it takes a really long time to come back from a major injury, and I think people don't really realize that as much as someone, like I said, who's had a major injury before. Yeah, it it takes a long time. Like I do not feel confident at all, and I had surgery almost a year ago. It is insane that you know that this guy is is just hooping it all to me, and you know I wouldn't be hooping. I would not be hooping at this point. But yeah, you know it, it's hard to come back from injury, and and with a guy you know Reggie Bullock, who was such a key member of the of the playoff rotation, I would have liked to see you know at least one thing improve in his game, which I just haven't. It seems to be getting worse, which is really unfortunate, especially on the defensive end. Um, he just has seems to have lost a step, especially laterally, um, in my opinion. But, um, you know, with all that being said, to the Thunder game, again, is there anything that you're looking for in protect, in particular from this game that you want to see maybe the Mavs carry over into this three-game home stretch?
0: Um, As far as the Thunder game goes... I prefer not to see too much of Jalen Williams tomorrow, just minutes wise, because that guy makes it makes me angry that no, more teams didn't just trade trade up to get that guy because yeah. he's he would he would be a starter on this Mavericks team. He's really good. Yeah. He's really, really yeah, he's... good. No, I just I think be aggressive, get to the paint, force their young guys to make decisions, make quick decisions. Luca, assert yourself and try and wear out Shea in a game like this. Like, yes. If he wants to guard you, great. Get him in the post, post him up, back him down, drive him. Like, do whatever you need to do. Um, and then I think just for Tim, stay aggressive. For Reggie, if he gets in that game, like, do not hesitate to shoot that corner three. Do not
1: hesitate to
0: <laughs> go. Don't don't hesitate. Like, I guess they'll start falling. Um, and then Seawood, I think, just stay disciplined on D. I'm I'm not like for offense wise. Like, I'm not really worried about him. Like, no, he'll no figure it not out he'll figure it out defensively just becoming more and more of an anchor for that second unit I think would be something that's great to see and I think that's what will get him into the starting lineup eventually I
1: think so too I I think I saw some improvements a little bit in that Bucks game not I mean it's obviously it's a long season I think he's got plenty of time to get better but I think I did see some improvements especially on you know the switches and the rotations in that Bucks game, I don't know if he was just maybe a little bit more engaged because it was such a big game, but I think I saw some improvements and I think he can build upon those, um, especially especially when we play the Cavs. I really need to see him play to his fullest potential and give his best effort on the defensive end of that game because we yeah, will we're gonna need— get,
0: we're going to get tested in that game. We're going to get
1: tested. They do everything well that we do not do well. I mean, it's, they, They're such a big team. I mean, gosh, dude, I I would love, would love to have Jared Allen on this team or love to have Mobley on this team. It it makes me, it makes me so jealous of the Cavs, which I didn't ever think I would say post LeBron.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. They actually have like a through and through good team now.
1: Yes, I do too. It's pretty cool. It's exciting exciting uh, for them. They only really need to improve the bench unit, I think. And there may be a finals contender coming out of the East.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'm always weary of just like picking a a team that has a guy like Garland and Mobley and Allen who really don't have like deep playoff experience. Obviously, Mitchell, I think at this point you can say he's had his fair share of of playoff experience. The guy knows what it takes to advance in rounds and get knocked off. Um, But yeah, I think they're just kind of missing a three. Like I like Levert, but I like him better as a bench spark plug for them. I do too. Dean Wade though is he's a really serviceable three and D guy. He's like if Davis could move and defend. Oh man,
1: yeah, that guy can't. I mean, I such I loved, a good spot
0: up shooter though. That's like so the crazy. He's just he's a he's a cone. He's a traffic cone out there. Like I yeah. just we can't he's put him out there. The just defensively. Defender, is such a yeah.
1: He's probably the worst defender on the team. I can't I like I, I legitimately can't think of anybody else that's worse defensively on our team than Davis Bertans and dude is so much fun when he is hot like once he rattles off those three in a row on back-to-back-to-back possessions it's it's electric especially if you're at home Um but yeah I I wish that he could do something like at least like keep somebody in front of him like once every you know four possessions but it, it's really impossible for him yeah. Um, and you know We'll see what happens with this Thunder game, uh, and I, I really hope that we come out there and we blow them out. I think the team needs it, um, especially if, especially if Josh Green is not going to be playing, which he's he's already obvi- he's already ruled out. If he's not going to be playing, I, I hope that guys step up and really show that you know even without one of our top four players, five players on the team. I mean, obviously, you know, let's not even think about the bulls game because luca was out right but with the, with one of those guys out with Luca still in the game that we can actually blow out a team which i think we can i hope we can and i really we really need to win we really need to win this game i can't reiterate that enough we need this win
0: yep agreed well we will uh we'll check in with the fans out there after this game let's try if we can to to give them recaps after each one of these. Cause I think they're all, they're all worth recapping immediately, but we'll do the best that we can, everybody just uh, yeah. be patient with us. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Things are, things are changing. Things are, things are
1: happening in, you know, the personal professional world. So just give us some patience and hopefully, you know, by hopefully by the, the, end of the month. And the yes, math and some the patience maps. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. Like I can't, I I'll end it with this keep your twitter takes to yourselves like at this point it doesn't help anybody it just it's just so like when i see these outrageous outrageous statements of we have to make a trade immediately or this team is like gonna be a lottery team come on like it's such a long season like you just have to you have to get out of this reactionary mindset you have to remember that it is such a long season
0: yeah my uh my movie comp would be like all of the Mavs Twitter feed, especially if we lose any of these upcoming games or if we dip under 500, which again, knocking on wood that that won't happen. You just got a Bruce Almighty when he gets all the prayers in the inbox and he just deletes every single one of them. <laughs> he just mass deletes them because he doesn't yeah. want to answer him. Yeah,
1: so uh, I'm in. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with it. So that'll be it for me and Alex. Uh, be sure and like and subscribe anywhere that you get your podcast. And for the Believe in Mavs podcast, we will see you next time. Peace. Later.